Listeners, have you lost hope? You spend your days wondering, wandering, foundering, floundering. Have you asked yourself or anyone else you know where one man's world has gone? It went nowhere, you ignorant, foolish listeners. It was here the whole time, on hiatus, because of Scott. Allow me to explain, and also allow that explanation to come a little later in the show, because first, I must say that I am Daniel Lampley, the world's most prolific artist. This is One Man's World. This guest is Yesman, and this other guest is the once defiant, now chastened Scott, a man who believed with all of his simple heart in the importance of standing upon one's principles until he remembered that his legs are broken, and thus he cannot even stand up to use the bathroom, much less stand upon principles. We'll get to that! He has some explaining to do, after all, and some apologizing. But first, let me say that today's episode of One Man's World is brought to you by Smucker's Jelly. With a name like Smucker's, it has to be good. Because it's got a lot to make up for. Now, first of all, let's make sure Yesman's all right. Yesman, are you all right? Yes, Daniel, I'm all right. I felt certain that you would be, Yesman, but it's always good to hear good news about you from you. Now then, Scott, where should we begin? This is going to be a total disaster. A complete total disaster. It's the only solution that makes sense for all parties involved, Scott. It's not a solution, and it doesn't make any sense. And yet, Scott, you're on the show today. So though you deny it with your lips, your actions tell us that, in reality, you do believe we've got a solution that makes sense for all parties involved. You think it's a sensible solution, right, Yesman? Yes, Daniel, I do. We've had this <laughs> exact argument off the air a dozen times already. Why do we have to do it now? Let's just get on with the show, please. Listeners, Scott is upset because of a new policy that I put in place in order to ensure a higher quality, more entertaining show for you, the listeners. I mentioned it at the end of the last episode, almost as if I were simply thinking out loud, which I was, but the more I thought about it, both out loud and not out loud, the more I thought, out loud and not out loud, that it made sense. Yesman, as he often does, agreed with me. Scott, however threw one of his hissiest fits ever and declared that he would never appear on One Man's World again, didn't you, Scott? Listeners, he told me that at the beginning of every episode, I would start with the potential to earn $100 for my appearance. I'll just get that out in the open. But that every time I said something boring, a certain amount of money will be deducted from my total that I would earn for performing on the show. So obviously, any time I disagree with Daniel, he considers that boring. And I always disagree with him because everything he says is absurd, antagonistic, or asinine. So I'll be enduring the misery of appearing on this show for no money every week. And that's why I refuse to be on the show. But that is the current policy, Scott. And yet, you're here. We reach an agreement, sure. That's all the listeners need to know. Listeners... Many of you are sadly aware of Scott's ongoing crises on multiple fronts. Yes, his legs are still a seemingly eternal mess. Yes, he has no means of paying for the mountain of bills that daily threatens to avalanche onto his essentially inert body. But in addition to all of that, he is in a state of constant conflict with his ex-wife, his ex-kids, basically his whole ex-family. We've done our best to not mention this on the air out of fairness to everyone involved, but nonetheless... Little morsels of information have slipped out here and there, so I think it's only right that we give you all a little update 
by way of contextualizing Scott's grudging return to one man's world and his hesitant agreement to abide by the terms of the new merit-based pay policy, which, incidentally, applies to all guests, not just Scott. Okay, number one, all of the morsels that have slipped out are your doing, Daniel. And you knew exactly what you were doing when you let them slip, and you were not sorry, and you don't regret it. You, you love it. Number two... Ex-kids, ex-family, do you even know what divorce means, Daniel? Number three, no one needs any contextualizing. They don't want to hear about any of this. Number four, you hardly ever have any other guests except for me and Yesman. I'm pretty sure I'm the only one you pay because I'm the only one who would refuse to come on unless you paid me. Scott, I can barely keep track of your errors and contradictions. It's head spinning. Suffice to say, listeners, Scott's ex-wife's boyfriend dumped her and, without any financial assistance from Scott, she is scrambling to keep her family's heads above water. Now, they're living with their parents. They're all fine. But with school starting up again, several of the kids needed new gym shoes for P.E., but with Scott and his ex both so strapped for cash, you can be sure the gym shoes the kids were going to end up with were going to be quite uncool indeed. So, sheepish and contrite, Scott called me and asked me for help. I purchased new gym shoes for his children in exchange for his agreement to come back onto the show under the new merit-based pay policy. And here we are. Please don't talk about my ex, Daniel. We've talked about this. I don't care what you say about me, but leave her out of this. She sure can pick him, though, huh, Scott? First you and then that guy? <laughs> wow, I think we both agree she deserves better. Right, Scott? And I, for one, believe that she will do better. Do you agree, Scott? I don't know. Yesman, do you agree with my prediction that Scott's ex-wife will one day find someone better than Scott and her most recent boyfriend? Oh, y yes, Daniel, with without a doubt. You're a very positive person, Yesman. It's refreshing. You have a generally agreeable tone that could light up a room. Uh, yes, I do, Daniel. Thank you for saying so. Is One Man's World still about your art, Daniel? Or any art at all? Because it doesn't seem like it is. Yes, Scott. One Man's World is still very much about my art. In fact, it's only about my art, a fact to which Yesman can and should and will now attest. Yes. It's absolutely sick the way... You set this up to force me to beg you to talk about art that you and me and everyone in the world knows I'm going to hate and hate hearing about and hate talking about, and I have to beg for it every episode. The open antagonism I can stand, but it's a subtly insidious manipulation that kills me, Daniel. Oh, Scott, you're such a drama queen, but if you're really so desperate to talk about my art that you'll resort to begging like you just did, well, come on then. Let's talk about Masterpiece Roulette. Masterpiece Roulette is, first and foremost, in itself also a masterpiece. But it has a smaller, though not less significant, masterpiece within it. Now, I like... Okay. What? I'm being agreeable. A masterpiece with another masterpiece inside of it? That sounds good. Uh, okay. Yes. Uh, it is good. Now, as I was saying, I, I already know what you're thinking, Scott. You're thinking that Masterpiece Roulette is impossible. You're thinking that it's an impossible paradox. How could a masterpiece contain a masterpiece within it, and yet both masterpieces remain distinct, yet connected masterpieces? Actually, no, I wasn't thinking that, because that's not a paradox. 
I can think of several ways in which a masterpiece could contain another masterpiece within it. Uh, no, what I was thinking was, sounds good, which is what I said twice. Why do you have to be like this, Scott? I thought we were going to have a fresh start. Didn't you think it was understood that we were going to have a fresh start, Yesman? Uh, yes, I did. I'm being agreeable, Daniel. I'm saying that one of your works of art sounds good for the first time pretty much ever. You're messing up the show and you know it, Scott. Now do it right. What am I supposed to be doing? You told me I'd lose money if I'm boring, and every time I de disagree with you, you accuse me of being boring. No, the whole reason... So I'm being agreeable. No, the whole reason I invite you on the show is for conflict, Scott. I don't accuse you of being boring for providing the very conflict that I invite you on the show to provide. I accuse you of being boring for being so boring. And right now, as usual, you're being boring. You are hemorrhaging money. Now I'm thinking about an impossible paradox, Daniel. Finally! Now, if we can put all this behind us, I will explain Masterpiece Roulette to you in greater detail, Scott. Sounds good. You are on thin ice, Scott. Are you sure that you don't want me to play the cry of anguish sound effect every time you say something that causes you to lose money? I, I know you told me you didn't want it, but I really think it would help you to have immediate feedback so you know how poorly you're performing and how much money you're losing. It's just a sound effect of a cry of anguish, kind of a shriek. I no. no, I don't want that. All right, Scott, just stumble around in the darkness then, as always. Uh, okay, so, or, so Masterpiece Roulette is an installation currently on display at the Unknown Gallery. Scott, what in your opinion is the biggest problem facing the connoisseur of fine art when he visits a gallery to view a new masterpiece by an artist that he already knows to be brilliant? It's the lack of tension, the lack of suspense. The connoisseur knows he's going to drive to the gallery, walk inside, look at the masterpiece, and love it, just like everyone else. Will it transform his life for the better? Yes, but it's kind of hard for that to feel special when that experience is readily available to everyone else in the room, and indeed anyone else who might care to wander in off the street, possibly even with quote-unquote walking tacos in their hands. So, step one of Masterpiece Roulette is to price out the walking taco crowd. On to step two, which in many ways is even more important than step one. The art connoisseur pays 20 extra dollars for entry to a special booth in which the masterpiece is on display. However... It can't merely be an experience available to all who purchase admission. That would be crass, Scott. That would make the experience only slightly more special and in the least interesting way. So, once the connoisseur pays for admission to the booth, all he has really purchased is a one in a hundred chance of seeing my masterpiece. A computer will randomly generate a number between 1 and 100. If that generated number is the number 1, then a sealed container will open, my masterpiece will emerge, and the connoisseur will be granted a good, long look at my masterpiece, a spectacular painting which I will not describe, nor will I reveal its title. If the computer randomly generates any number other than the number one, then the connoisseur will not be granted a viewing of my masterpiece, but will be sprayed in the face with cold, rancid garbage water. Garbage water? Well, I, I wanted it to be hot pig's blood, but I was censored by the authorities. Well, <laughs> I'm all for bad things happening to people who are stupid enough to pay for something like this. So, all in all, I'd have to say that I'm very much in favor of this project. Good work, Daniel. What? 
That's all you have to say? You don't have any further questions about Masterpiece Roulette? No, I think you pretty much wrapped it up. Scott, okay, listen. My art installation sprays almost all of the art connoisseurs who try to see it in the face with cold, rancid garbage water. This is the exact kind of project that usually offends you to the core. Your art has always been openly hostile to your fans. They seem to expect it from you, I think, by now. So, you know, whatever. Are we done here? You are not going to squirm out of this so easily, Scott. I bought gym shoes for your children, and I had to call your ex to find out what size their feet are because you don't know, and she won't take calls from you. Yes, man, how ungrateful is Scott being right now? Really ungrateful, right? And difficult. Yes, Daniel, all of the above. And, and then some. Fine. Daniel, what do you want? Do you want conflict? You want me to point out how restricting access to your painting to only those both willing to pay and lucky enough to win your little lottery raffle is? Like, what do you want me to say? It's disgusting? You want me to tell you that you're artificially inflating the perceived value of seeing your painting by making it almost impossible to do so? You want me to tell you that your art appreciation shouldn't be a competition? Uh, that trying to see your stupid painting doesn't make your fans bold or daring any more than a gambling addict who bets his life savings on a football game is bold or daring? You want me to say that rather than a masterpiece within a masterpiece, what you actually have here is just another self-indulgent Daniel Lampley art prank with more emphasis on the prank half of the equation than ever before? Because, I don't know, I feel like I say any of that, you're just going to use that as an excuse to not pay me. No, Scott, I wouldn't want you to say any of those things, because not only are they all wrong, they're all wrong in the most boring way possible. Let me tell you something, Scott. In life, there are winners and there are losers. And with Masterpiece Roulette, yep. that... Uh, yep, got it. Winners and losers. Masterpiece Roulette. Yeah, that's good. Scott, listen! You do not agree with this! Masterpiece Roulette draws the viewer into the piece. It makes him a part of it. It gives him a stake. The outcome matters, but mostly in the sense that there is a variable outcome and not simply a predetermined result. There is an experience available to the viewer beyond the usual experience, yes. But win or lose, he has experienced Masterpiece Roulette. He is engaged with Masterpiece Roulette with a level of intimacy that no regular Masterpiece could hope to achieve. So even if he hasn't seen the Masterpiece within the Masterpiece, he has experienced the overarching Masterpiece, and that leaves him both satisfied and appealingly unsatisfied. I disagree. What? I disagree with you. You said you wanted conflict. Uh, this this piece is too difficult for people, too advanced. The art world isn't ready for it. Forget it. This is over. Scott, I'm calculating your earnings based on the new merit-based pay policy, and let's see. You owe me $36. That's how boring you were today, Scott. What? I'm not getting any money for this? No, it's worse than that. You're paying me $36. That's how boring... No, you... no, no. For, forget it. Forget it. Scott, if you want... I... Listen, Scott, if you don't pay me the $36 you owe me under the new merit-based pay policy that you agreed to abide by, then I will call your wife and demand that she return those gym shoes. Fine. Try it, Daniel. See what happens. 
Scott, you haven't been out of your house in months. You haven't even been to the second floor of your house in months, nor the basement. I hardly think I have any reason to concern myself with your threats. You owe me $36, Scott. Add it to your bill heap. Maybe if you come back on the show and don't act so boring, you'll be able to pay off your debt by providing some interesting but ultimately vanquished counterpoints to my myriad fascinating and ultimately victorious points and counter-counterpoints. I'm not paying you, and Sheila will never give you those shoes back. I swear, Daniel, if you try to take those shoes from my kids... Well, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see, Scott. Tune in next time, listeners, to One Man's World with Daniel Lampley, the world's most prolific artist, where we will again discuss one of my excellent and challenging works of art, and we'll also discover whether or not Scott made good on any of his vague, inarticulate threats, which I predict he will not. Is that also what you predict, Yesman? Yes. This is One Man's World with Daniel Lampley, the world's most prolific artist, and today's edition was brought to you by Smucker's Jelly, with a name like Smucker's. It has to be good because it's got a lot to make up for. We'll be back with more of me and some of Yesman and none of Scott after this word from our sponsors.